0: Before we get into this week's episode, we want to tell you about the people that make this show possible. Like our friends over at SeatGeek.com this summer, this fall, the promo code is G-O-Z. Promo code G-O-Z. With your ticket purchase over $50. The first time you do it, $20 off. Promo code G-O-Z at SeatGeek.com. If you're going to the new Bruce Springsteen concert that was just announced at Albany, if you're heading to the Albany Empire game, Whatever it might be, Syracuse football, games, and more this upcoming fall and summer. If you're a sports fan, you love concerts, you love movies, whatever it might be. Movies? Uh, Maybe not so much movies, but sports concerts, games, and more. SeatGeek.com is your place. SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code GOZ, G-O-Z. $20 off your first purchase, $20 off. Promo code GOZ, G-O-Z. This summer, SeatGeek.com. If you're looking to trade into your vehicle this summer, the spot to do it is at Mohawk Honda, Glenville, New York. Proud sponsors of Godzilla Media and of this show. If you're looking for a new vehicle, whoever it might be, maybe for yourself, maybe for a family member or a friend, tell them about Mohawk Honda. Tell them about how you heard it on this show, and they are buying your vehicle. And not just buying your vehicle, quite possibly buying the vehicle for more than you originally paid for it. They want to do it this summer. It's a weird time right now with the supply chain still all over the place that you can get that cost, money in your pocket, and a new ride. Mohawk Honda wants to help you do it. I know from experience, 2022 Pilot EXL driving it around the Capital Region. I can afford it. I love the vehicle. It's great for my family and more. You want to have those bragging rights when you've got a new vehicle, and you can do it right now. Mohawk Honda is the spot for you. In Glenville, New York, say what's up to Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, Lindsay Harrington, Greg Johnson, and more. Mohawk Honda. Glenville, New York, that's the spot to stop into. If you're looking for a new vehicle, stop in Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy, you're looking to stay cool all summer long. The spot for you to get that new AC unit is Johnstone Supply in Troy. Check them out on 6th Avenue in Troy. We're giving a call today at 518-272-5922. Shout out to our guy George and Kev and Tom and James and everybody over at Johnstone Supply in Troy, helping you stay cool this summer, get that new AC unit, maybe it just busted this July, maybe you're just looking to make that change, and if you're working on those great summer projects, the best spot to get those tools with a competitive price, in store, 6th Avenue, Johnstone Supply and Troy, we love Johnstone Supply and Troy, helping us since day one here on Gonzalo Media, check them out on social media as well, Facebook, Johnstone Supply, and why, looking forward to beating some johnstone supply tom's gonna be representing the fantasy football team this year get ready for him coming back as well tools johnstone supply and troy and a new ac unit The ductless splits fujitsu and more they're going to help you out with it one more time for the number save it share it with a friend 518-272-5922 an audio only version i've been thinking about doing this episode since last may all the way back in december This is either going to be your favorite or your least favorite episode of Getting There with Goss because it is a lot of the midterm, I'm calling it. A lot of career advice. Going back, share this with a cousin, a sibling, someone in your family. Before you flip off, though, before you get away from the career advice stuff, I want to offer up some never-before-heard interviews involving Matthew Barry, Scott Hansen, and John Jastrzemski. So we're going to get to that stuff to lead off. Then it's the best advice you've heard through the first half of the year. On Getting There with Goss, again, this is the episode that if you really have somebody in your family that wants to be a broadcaster or a friend, set up this episode time-stamped underneath as well. So different fields, TV anchors, radio hosts, coaches, and more. Let's lead off here with Matthew Berry, He's most recently in the news. Matthew Barry's leaving ESPN. Let's hear the story from him. This is, by the way, from the score 1260 days. So this might eventually get taken down until they tell me not to. The score 1260, my conversation back in 2015, a quick little blurb from Matthew Berry talking about how he landed that job at ESPN as the fantasy guru.
1: Graduated from Syracuse with a degree in, uh, you know, producing for electronic media. I think, mm-hmm. and so that was my plan was to go out and be a, a sitcom writer, and ultimately producer. Uh, and so I loved it. I you know I worked at the student TV station, did all that, but I always had a healthy interest in sports, and you know uh, enjoyed that. So. I graduated from. Uh, I did some stuff at Syracuse in the world of sports, but mostly it was about sitcom movie writing and, and entertainment. And so I moved out to Hollywood uh, when I graduated to become a uh, you know to become a television writer and movie writer, and that ended up happening a couple years after I graduated. And so uh, it was exciting. But in 1999, I had been. Uh, I've been playing fantasy sports, fantasy football, since I was 14 years old. In fact, the longest fantasy football we've been in is with a bunch of guys that I graduated Syracuse with, all my college buddies it has been on for over 20 years. I graduated in 92. So one of the, there was a website that was advertising for fantasy writers. And I wrote them a note, and I said, this is 1999 now. I wrote them a note, and I said, you know what? I'm a professional writer living out here in Hollywood. Fantasy football and fantasy sports are my passion. I love it. Uh, can I write you a column, can I do something, a sample or something, because I think mean, it would be so much fun to write a column on the side, just as a goof. Right. And they, they wrote me back the next day and they said, we looked up on IMDb, Married with Children is our favorite show of all time, you're hired. <laughs> so great. because I've written for Married with Children, I got to write a, a free column on the Internet about fantasy football, uh, and uh, that started it off.
0: I like offering up these takes because if these guys have become future guests on the show, how different this conversation we had with them in 2015 is in comparison to 2022, 2023, and beyond. Let's flip it over to John Jastrzemski, formerly a WFAN, covered New York sports, now with The Ringer and Spotify and all the great stuff he's doing with Bill Simmons over there. How did John Jastrzemski get his career launched? How about winning a contest? JJ, tell us about it.
2: Not as nervous as you think. I know it kind of sounds crazy. Uh, Somebody who is not on the air in New York, pretty much just going out for an audition, interviewing David Robertson, got about 1,500, 2,000 people at Ball Ray that Friday in the summer, but to be fair, it was just me doing my thing. I know it wasn't in a studio, and I know there were a lot of people watching, there were a lot of people at the venue, but it was just me in a comfort zone, having some fun, and uh, I didn't come across as somebody who was nervous, thankfully, and I don't find myself nervous when I do a show, so I guess uh, all's well, ends well, and the uh, story is pretty crazy. I, it's funny, I was talking to a couple of kids at a college in uh, the New York area about it today, and it something might go on about over and over and over again, but yeah, I hit the jackpot, very lucky, and uh certainly happy to be where I am
0: noticing a theme here right a lot of Syracuse guys from the Syracuse past interviews from WSKO the score 12-6 let's do one more before we get into some of these great interviews you've heard from the past year And again career-based advice Scott Anson of the NFL Red Zone what did he have to say about why he got put in the spot where he was in his career
2: oh I loved it I absolutely loved Syracuse still love it to this day um you know it's where I grew up from being a boy to start becoming a man and the uh uh, the university obviously encapsulated all of that. My time at the Newhouse School you know, of Public Communications, you know, honed that professionally, and the fire that I had for broadcast journalism and my future sportscasting career. But then the football team was was like no other experience I've ever had. One of the most formative experiences of my life. I played uh, two years back in the Dick McPherson era, and then uh, the last two years before he went on to the Patriots. Two years, the first two years in the Paul Pasqualoni administration. Uh, back when, boy, we were really we were really humming. By the time right. uh, my class left, we were top ten in the country. My senior year, bowl games every year, winning bowl games every year. Uh, it was great. Lifetime friendships and learned the internal workings of a big time, not only football team but athletic program. And that has, I hope, that has benefited me greatly as I try and and. Uh, work as a conduit from the NFL, the highest form of competition that we have in the country, in my opinion the world, to fans who can't get enough of this great sport and uh, hopefully I can bring a fan's perspective to it because I'm dealing with fans, but the player's perspective and some of the inside information that comes from having played the game at
0: a high level And no doubt it has helped in his career, he's one of the best, my favorite person to interview, Scott Hansen. love everything he does for NFL Red Zone. Alright, let's go back In time a little bit here, let's start with Matthew Collar. So NFL writer, sports writer. He works for Purple Insider, does some great stuff. He's got the Western New York connections. Let's let Matthew Collar lead this off on the best advice to get where he is to be NFL beat writer.
3: Well, I I mean, I do think that if you want to be in media, starting a YouTube channel is a good idea. Uh, I think learning how to produce a video is a great talent. Uh, Learning how to produce a podcast is a great talent. Learning how to host one is a great talent and great experience to have. Uh, When you go to people who will pay you to do this, that you can say, yeah, I know how to do that, no matter what it is. Um, I don't know how to Photoshop stuff. I'd love to learn someday, but you're ahead of me if you know how to do it. So that's one thing. Uh, writing will never not be important in the history of our universe. I can guarantee it. As long as we're on this rock spinning in the stratosphere, uh, being a good writer will be something that benefits you no matter what area uh, you're in. So you know, nobody in this media world should ever pigeonhole them in themselves into. I'm just a writer. I'm just a broadcaster. Like you, really have to try everything and take every opportunity that you can possibly get. But also understand that even though the world has changed a lot, it's sort of like nutrition has changed a lot. But what's this thing that we should all be doing is focusing on our food groups and the food pyramid. It's like there are fundamental parts of this that will never change. And that's if you take every opportunity you can get and give every ounce of effort that you can give to it and look for feedback and try to get better and look to connect with people who are doing it well. And, and collaborate with other people who want to go where you want to go and not be you know egotistical and think, oh, I'm the best. I have all the answers and things like that. Um, it, I, I think that those fundamental things are what will get you anywhere. There's no secret of, oh, what you should really do is buy this Logitech camera and this ring light that I have in front of me and talk to yourself for a while. And then you'll be a star. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure there are some people who are but the way to do to do it really, if you want to have a long career in the business, in any business probably, is to do those fundamental things of having a good attitude about it and going into everything as if it's the most passionate thing that you're all about, right? So if you're covering tennis, like I was saying at the University of Brockport, um, going into it with not, I'm better than this. I should be writing about the NFL. But hey, you know what? people need to know about this tennis player or like you guys missed an incredible match. And as the two players are playing, you know, it's important to them. So you should write it as if it's the most important, it's the most important thing in their day and their family's day and their family's going to read it. And somebody who might hire you could read it. So everything you do needs to be done with the level of passion that you would cover the NFL. Uh, Because if you feel like you're too good for this or that or the other thing, Like you're probably going to leave a lot on the table. I think there are a lot of people who don't take jobs because they think they're worth more money than that, or they don't cover certain sports uh, because they think, no, I'm I'm an NFL writer because I started my own NFL YouTube. Like, okay, well, that's fine. I hope that works out for you, but that's not going to, unless you are super, super good at doing an NFL YouTube as if you're the first person who thought of it. Um, it's, it's probably not the way that's going to get you into a long media career, whether that's with a company or by creating your own media. Um, it usually takes a very long process. It takes tens of thousands of hours of hard work to be able to do that. Um, if you want to do it long-term, if you want to do it as a hobby, then do it as a hobby. Um, this podcast is not really for people who want to do it as a hobby though. So if you want to do it for, for real, um, and not just kind of be a fan you know blogger or something like that that's doing it more for entertainment purposes or to talk with their friends about the team that's what it really takes it really takes building a very strong foundation uh getting to know people impressing whoever you can when you get opportunities giving everything you've got to it and doing it with integrity and honesty and when you make mistakes owning up to them and when you know you I don't know have some sort of conflict of know finding a way to resolve it and also just not thinking that you're the best sports writer or sports talker ever because that limits how much you can grow and how much you can learn from other people i name dropped like five people that have meant a lot to me for growing in this business i could probably name 20 more um because i'm always trying to even now that i've been doing this professionally for 10 years or so been on nfl beat for six years even now I'm, I'm trying to learn everything I can from everybody else in the business, you know, that I respect and things like that. So, uh, I think that those fundamental things that would work for you, if you're working in a, in an accounting firm and you're an accountant or would work for you in in a business, if you someday want to be a CEO, they still apply to our business. And I'm not sure that everybody realizes that like they are in college and thinking like, oh, well, I did play-by-play for my college hockey game, so you owe me this NHL broadcasting job. Like, well, no, they don't, because there's 10,000 other little U's who also think that they deserve that NHL broadcasting job. So how are you going to beat out 10,000 other little U's to get that? Well, it's not by thinking that you're the best. It's by thinking, how can I get better? How can I make a good impression uh, and how can I do this in the best way possible? I, I think that all those things are more important than me telling you, yeah, buy this microphone and download Audacity and then you're good to go, Tiger. Like that's not, I mean, those things are good advice. Actually, Logitech, uh, my, you know, um, camera, ring light, whatever this microphone is, is pretty good. I hope it sounds, you know, good. But um, those things you can figure out by Googling or watching YouTube. Uh, the other stuff, I think, because some people kind of make it look easy, on YouTube there's usually the people who are really good at it there's a guy named Brett Coleman who's just fantastic at doing uh, YouTube NFL stuff that guy puts you know 20 30 40 hours into a video just a single video that he's doing like there's all the work that you don't see when you watch the video and think oh I could do what that guy does so um there's no there's no cheat code there's no easy path there's no uh like hack that I can give you you have to be good and you have to work super hard and do it in a, in an honest way. And other than that, uh, you'll make it if you're talented. And if you're not, then find something else you're passionate about, I guess.
0: The new school way to look at things. Matthew Collar, seeing the different directions and ways in which media is heading. So I'm going to go back to back on this next one coming up. Because two different ways to view the sports play-by-play broadcasting world. Robert Lee for Siena Basketball is going to lead that off quickly, followed by Brian Higgins. So Robert Lee first, talking play-by-play and then followed by Brian Higgins.
4: Yeah, you know, get as many reps as you can. Um, that's that's all I can say, I am mean, I, I can't, I've done hundreds of high school broadcasts for Time Warner uh, here in the area, or Spectrum now, uh, you know, and there's a lot of times where it's like, I can't believe I'm standing on the roof of Troy High School, it's 20 degrees out, there's three inches of standing water because the roof doesn't drain, you know, um, and the game is 42 to nothing at halftime, you know? And it's, what am I doing here? Like. You know, party is like I should be better than this. I should be doing something better than this. But it's all part of the journey, all part of the process of getting better, and all part of the process of if if and when you do quote unquote make it, uh, appreciating where you're at. You know, I mean, I can think of a lot of you know obscure broadcasts I did, and and maybe at the time it didn't seem to make much sense in the grand scheme of things why I was even there or you know doing it for the money I was making doing the game, but. Uh, you know, it's about getting reps, getting better, honing your craft and and like I mentioned earlier, getting those mistakes and um screw-ups out of the way when it's you know not the Mac title game. You know, you you do that when not as many people are watching. Uh learn, hey, maybe I could have done something differently or I could have, you know, treated somebody a little differently. You know, maybe I was having a bad day, I should have been nice to that guy, you know. Not because he could do something for you down the road, but just cause that's the right, right way to treat people. And, and people remember that uh, when they think back about you, they say, Hey, that Robert Lee guy was really nice. And he did a pretty good job. You know, let's, let's see if he wants to do it. Um, you know, I, I think that's invaluable. You know, a, a lot of people, you know, get hung up on how good's my reel, you know, how do I look, how do I sound? Um, you know, so I would say the two things, get as many reps as you can and definitely be conscious of being easy to work with and how you treat people
5: don't quit on it. Like you're going to do your first game or practice tape or whatever. And uh, two things are going to happen. Either you think you're going to, either you're going to listen back to it and think you stink and you're right. Probably <laughs> like nobody's first try it. It's very good. Um, or, and this is probably worse. You're going to listen back to it and think you were great. Well, more likely than not, you're wrong. Like, you gotta, you gotta work at it. It's not, Calling games is not necessarily a natural thing. It's not something that you fall out of bed ready made to do on day one. It's not a a natural way necessarily of talking or thinking or any of that. So it's something you got to work at. And it's something that you have to understand you are going to get better at. And you're not going to get better at it without hearing from other people who also know how to do it. And going back to the beginning, when we were talking about WAER, like getting cleared to do a game on that station is you go at the time again, take a tape player. Now, I think a lot of people do it into their phones or whatever you go to a random high school that has a random game happening and you go to the top of the bleachers and you sit there and you either call it by yourself into a tape recorder or You go there with somebody else that's doing the same thing, and that's your color analyst for this broadcast that maybe two other people are ever going to hear because they're going to listen to five minutes to tell you uh, what you did wrong and how to get better. And that's what you have to do. And if you don't want to do that at the beginning, you are never going to get to uh, the end. I'm sure I could go back and listen to anything I did back then, and I'd say, wow, that wasn't very good. And I'm sure at the time I thought, hey, that's pretty good. And both things are correct. <laughs> and I think that's what you got to know. Like back then, like good, good as a sliding scale on it. You could be good for 18. You could be good for 20 unless you're pretty much Mike Tarrico He's one of the only ones that I can think of that was ready to do this when he was 19 years old. And clearly he's better now, but like that dude was uh, literally ready to go on this stuff when he was that age, basically nobody else ever was for the most part. Like you got to know that, you need to get better and you're going to get better and not to be discouraged by it because it can be very discouraging when you, when you do a game and you don't remember anybody's name and you think you stink and all that stuff, but you got to work on it because it, it is not, it is not, it's not like a reflex or something. It's an acquired skill and it's a skill you have to work at to get better. I think that's the main thing You, you need to understand that this stuff requires legit work to get better at it.
0: Even though sports television continues to change in the medium overall there's still great pieces of advice to use for whatever case you might be following whether it's on camera off camera and more former abc 10 director liana bonavita shared her career advice
6: ask yourself the tough question why are you doing it because if you're doing it to be on tv don't you're never going to make it you will not survive it is a tough business you don't get paid a lot you work crap hours And so if you're doing it for the glory, you're, you're never going to survive. So if you do it because you enjoy the aspect of storytelling, of, of giving viewers, you know, the, the service that they need, as far as being informed, then, then, okay, that's, that's first and foremost, number two, work, work hard. I mean, I know that I, that we were talking about, that's how I, I made it. So maybe I'm biased in that regard, but But I think that it it will always be, it will always be noticed how hard you work and how willing you are to do the, to go the extra mile, you know, not feel entitled that you, that you deserve to be where you are. No, you earn where you are always. Three, um, you know, the internships just get as much experience as you can. Don't be afraid to at your internships that you're at, asked to do things. So that, that was the thing that, you know, I interned in Boston, I interned in Los Angeles and at various times of my college career, I had more confidence than others. And so they would have been happy letting me sit in there and log a Red Sox game the entire time until I said, Hey, can I go to a Red Sox game with your reporter? And they were like, sure, why not? And so you learn, but you can't be afraid to ask. And so ask, ask a lot of questions. It's what we do as reporters anyway, take notes. And, um, I think that those are my three major pieces of advice. Um, And then, yeah, just don't be afraid to, to apply everywhere, everywhere and anywhere that you can get in front of a microphone as much as you, as you can, because I think the hardest thing that we have, and, and guys, you'd probably agree with this. They put a mic in front of your face and a camera on you and they say, be yourself, act natural and it's the least natural thing for most people because who who is in that position ever you know so the more you can do it the more practice you can get at it the better that the better you'll be
0: before we get to what i consider to be the three best pieces of advice that have been shared so far in 2022 and maybe in the history of this podcast i want to tell you about the people that make the show possible Jared Lozier over at Northeastern Insurance. If you're looking to save some cash for your upcoming summer vacation, the fall's just around the corner. Maybe you're getting ready for that big NFL game, that college football game. you want to save some cash, the number for Jared Lozier. I like saying it like that. Jared Lozier. 518-956-3753. 518-956-3753. Let's put that accent on again. Jared Lozier. J-A-R-E-D-L at nemail.com. So many people looking for that financial advice, looking to save money. It's simple and easy. You listen to the podcast, be like, all right, let's just text this Jared Lozier guy and see if I can save some cash. 518-956-3753. Can I just get a quote? And if he doesn't beat it, then okay. But maybe he's probably going to. Yeah, he is going to. J-A-R-E-D-L at anymail.com. Save some cash for yourself this summer by working with our pal. We love hanging out with him in the hideaway. Jared Lozier, Northeastern Insurance. And if you're looking to buy that engagement ring, that wedding band, that great piece of jewelry for her, or to celebrate your anniversary, the spot for you is Lily and David Fine Jewelers located at the shops of Wilton. Route 50, stop in, say hello to Alyssa, say hello to David, those guys, a family-owned and operated business I know from experience. That's where I bought my engagement ring, my wedding band. And this summer, I'm heading back in, man. I got to see what the selection looks like. I got to tell my soon to be brother in law, Rob, to stop in. Make sure he's taking care of my sister, hooking her up with some great stuff as well. Always the best selection you can find in the Camplin region, across upstate New York as well. If you're making that great purchase. Make sure you can do it with someone you can trust, someone who's done it before, because for years to come, people are going to remember it. They're going to remember the proposal. And hopefully, if your ring's good enough, they'll remember that even more. They will. Trust me. I know. Lily and David Fine, Jewelers Family, owned and operated business. Shout out to Alyssa. Shout out to David. We stop in. Tell me you heard about it from right here on Getting There with Guys. Let's get back into it. Zach By, Scotia Glenville's own. He gives advice that if you want to become a sports radio host, what's the best way to do it?
7: That nothing will replace the work. You know, nothing will replace you being prepared and buttoned up. And, you know, this is... This is why still to this day, we've had the show Stokely and Zach for five and a half years. I don't know how many, however many shows, over a thousand we've done. No one has ever done the rundown for me. I am the only host at the station who doesn't have the producer do their rundown. Like that doesn't doesn't make sense for me to have, you know, a 24-year-old part-time kid, like creating the three hours of content, do the, put in the work, Write out your teases, do your research about the topic you're going to talk about. So you have reference points and people will notice if you if, if you got your shit together, people will notice in a world of people who don't. So that would be my that would be my my, you know, my my, my two things on the way out is just start doing the job like no one. Don't wait for anyone to hold your hand. Just start doing it. Um, and nothing's going to replace the work. And I don't care how talented you are either. Like I, I, I hear guys that are talented and they're on the air, but they don't do the work. It's like, if you know, you know, so yeah, that's for me, that's the bottom of the pyramid. Everything else that's predicated on that base is just having some work ethic.
0: You can take that to be a sports radio host or maybe any of these other fields or something outside of sports to have that happen. Great stuff there from Zach. I love this piece of advice from Andrew Champagne. Loved my conversation with him Talks about horse racing, talks about life, talks about all these great things. But I loved how he closed this interview. Andrew Champagne, make sure to follow his stuff. He offered his take on the future of what you can accomplish.
8: The first one is just on a fundamental level. If it feels wrong, it is. Trust your gut more than anything else. A lot of times your gut is going to be dead on the money right. Uh, a very good friend of mine, I'm not going to get too far into this, but about four or six months ago, got approached for a whole bunch of money from a fairly big company he wound up turning it down because his gut told him it was too good to be true turned out it was turned out that that company would wind up hitting a little bit of a speed bump a couple months after that nothing fatal but enough to where he's like okay yeah made the right move dodged a bullet there as far as other stuff don't let someone tell you you can't do something again this goes back to what I learned talking to the person at Kansas university, right? It's one of those things where I'm wired in a really strange way. Okay. I grew up watching professional wrestling and I blame a lot of it on that. (laughs) If someone tells me I can't do something or that I suck or that I'm terrible, whatever, I get a chip on my shoulder. When I left TVG, it was for a number of different reasons. That following summer, I led everybody across all media in winners at Saratoga with 128 wins. This past summer in 2021, I did it again with 142 don't tell me I can't do something. Just don't do it. It's not a good idea. And that really is more of a lesson in being able to take feedback that's given to you and spin it positively. I'm not trying to tell you to turn into Michael Jordan and take every little thing personally and create these warped perceptions of everybody else in reality. But if you're motivated and you know you can do it, a lot of times the people that are spouting that advice were in your shoes and either didn't do it or failed themselves and are trying to bring you down to their level rather than raising you to where you want to be. So those two are probably the biggest ones. Uh, As far as horse racing, handicapping analyst analysis goes, never, ever, 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 ever bet on an offspring of Zenyatta first time out.
0: I still love hearing that advice from Angie Champagne. As great as that advice was the best advice given so far on this podcast. And all the episodes, 120 episodes we've done of getting there with guns. So the best advice was given by sports broadcaster Mike Lindsley. You might know him from Albany. You might know him from Syracuse. This is the best piece of advice, whether you're a host, whether you're an anchor, whatever it is. I would echo this more than any other piece of advice. Here's what Mike Lindsley told us back in March of 2022.
9: I would say in no particular order, grind, 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 right? Work your tail off. Number two, say no to nothing. Somebody wants you to go part time, and they're going to pay you forty bucks for six hours of work, and you're 22 years old, but you're going to get great experience. Go do it, right? Um, network, network the heck out of yourself. Hand out business cards. Talk to people. Shake hands. Um, you know, uh, uh, send follow-up emails constantly. Thank people constantly. Um, you're going to run into a lot of a lot of brick walls. Bridges will be burned uh, by either you or the other side, I've burned bridges. I have, uh, I'll admit it. Um, sometimes I didn't burn a bridge though, because there wasn't a bridge to, to, you know, that was there in the first place. Um, you know, but, but that's a big one, you know, network, I would say grind network, um, say no to nothing. And, and I would also say, you know, you, you had mentioned if you're a 22 year old, right. Um, and how terrified you would be going into the business, I actually maybe would be excited now about the business. And here's why. Because I think a 22-year-old Mike Lindsley, and I just talked to a journalism class about this at Bonaventure, I think I'd still decide to go to school. I think I'd still decide to go to journalism. But with this modern media, I would blend the two together. When I'm a high school sophomore, folks, don't wait until you're in college. If you're 17 years old and you know that you want to be a play-by-play broadcaster, start your podcast now. Your YouTube, your Twitter, Facebook. You know what? You're going to go out there. You're going to have a lot of reps. You're going to sound like shit. Everybody does. I sounded like shit. I probably still sound like shit. But the reality is, do it. Okay? And, and the last piece of advice that I would tell these young broadcasters is, while you're doing it, do it all the time. Reps. The more you talk, the better you get. You know? And, and another thing is, too, read, read, read. Read, read, read articles, books, biographies, uh, watch specials on television, all of that stuff. You, you take it in and you, you're a sponge with all of that information. And then you also can, can write probably. Right. So if you, if you write, well, uh, the more you write, the better you talk, the more you talk, the better you read, the more you read, the better you talk. They're all linked in here. So I would say those would be the big things, you know, grind networks, say no to nothing. Um, you know, blend the media together um, and, and, and for sure, um, you know, commit to commit to reading and commit to the craft. Those, those would be the things I'd tell people. I
0: feel like the right thing now is to close with my advice, but Mike does it so well there, and I'd echo everything he says about that, and hopefully maybe a year from now we'll get more pieces of advice that continue to follow this path, maybe some things we can all continue to learn through this. And again, I hope this is the most downloaded episode, the most listened to episode we ever have and it's shared the most because hopefully a year, three, five years from now, a lot of these things are the same, and it helps the future broadcaster who listens to this podcast and you who might just enjoy the craft in the field. Looking forward to talking to you again for future episodes and more. By the way, if you enjoyed some of those snippets, go back and listen to past episodes, whether it's on visual or on audio, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Godzilla Media, all that stuff. Share these. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. That stuff really helps. Looking forward to sharing more episodes and stories in the future with you here on Getting There with Guys.